Sunday poor back Monday night. A lot to catch up on from the weekend. We'll put a bow on the Elite Eight. Final four is set. Uh, we got baseball predictions, futures, over-unders with opening day Thursday. Uh, where, sh- where shall we start? We should start with the college basketball. Is yeah. that way into baseball? Yeah, it's uh, Final Four is set. I mean, I haven't I listened to any, any like radio or podcast today, but I assume everybody was saying, like the sarcastic, those are the Final Four everybody had. We've all had these teams. We all had FAU, San Diego State, Miami, and UConn, right? That's just how we drew it up. Just yeah. how we drew it up. Yeah, I'm sure everybody was saying that today. So, uh, yeah, let's start there. This tournament is delivered, it has been an all timer. I think I think it's been a phenomenal tournament, and that didn't stop in Sweet Sixteen and Elite Eight at all. We got classic after classic. Yeah, I think that I think the tournament always delivers. It's just maybe some tournaments are a little elevated more than others, but I think the sure. tournament always uh, delivers. I think you know whether it's good games, bad games, good basketball, bad basketball. I think the bad basketball is what makes it great a lot of times. That Creighton <laughs> inbounds play. Yesterday, yeah, yeah, kid just threw the inbounds pass. It was like a perfect throw to the Creighton kid. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it great. The games are never over. It's always uh, the games are always live. You see, like the Gonzaga. When we last recorded Gonzaga UCLA. I mean, that game was long gone. A few missed free throws, and all of a sudden, you know, UCLA's in front. Gonzaga wins it. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. This all right, so. I'm actually. I'm gonna. I'll save this. The the Creighton game. Okay. It's really that was just about one play, really, at the end. Yeah. Um, the Miami Texas game. So we'll work our way back. I don't know how much of this game you watched. Yeah. Yesterday I was. Uh, I was limited yesterday, unfortunately. Okay. So please fill fill me in. So I liked Miami going into the game. I thought Miami. <laughs> I just, I just to like I think caught the last five minutes of this game. Okay, all right. So I liked Miami coming into the game. I I liked Miami coming into the tournament. So I was kind of on them, stayed on them. Yeah. The first thirty minutes of the game, so the first half, and then ten minutes into the second half, I no joke was ready to declare Texas the best team in the – I thought Texas was the best team. I was already matching them up with UConn, and I was like, Texas has unreal guards who don't miss. Uh, They have size. They're physical. And the cherry on top is they're going to have 60,000, 70,000 fans because the the Final Four is in Houston. I'm like, Texas is the best team. They're going to win the national title. And so I did a complete 180 – I was surprised Miami came back from 13. Mm-hmm. When their guards are unbelievable, Miami, they have like the, the kid who went off Friday night, uh, Pac. Yeah, Pac Man. Yeah. yeah. He's like their fourth leading scorer and he's a sophomore. Like, he's not even one of like their big guys. Mm-hmm. They have unreal guards. So Miami is very good. But I literally, I, it's amazing how you're, you know, you could just change your, your, like views and thought process like 20 different times throughout the tournament and just throughout a single game. I thought, I thought Texas, I thought Texas was 
the best team and they were going to win it all when I was watching the first 30 minutes of that game. Mm. And Miami just went right past them. 37-17 run, I think I saw to end the game. And Miami's weakness is defense, and they started playing great defense. Texas got tight a little bit, which happens. And they had the crowd, too, wherever the game was. Louisville, maybe? Kansas City? I think it was Kansas City because they made a big deal about where the you know, Chiefs home or whatever. And that's where they won their – that's where they won the Big 12 title. But uh, very surprised. UConn's been the most impressive team. But I was ready to come on here and be like UConn won, Texas won B. Like I thought it was very like neck and neck mm-hmm. and like that. Gone. Just blew the doors Gone. open. Yeah. All right. I, I don't know what happened. I, I mean, I know what happened. Texas, the kid Miller didn't miss. And one thing about Miami, if you get them in a late game tight, they don't miss free throws. One of the best free throw shooting teams in the country. Yeah. I looked that up before this, the um, tournament started. You look up, and it's like a lot of like small schools that don't even make the tournament, like the, you know, teams that aren't practicing alley oops in practice that, that are good free throw <laughs> shooting teams. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, but Miami was like I think like twelfth in the country. Like they were one of the definitely top two or three in the actual tournament. So I would like that about them. Um, their one weakness would be defense. Although yesterday with ten minutes left, they turned it on and found yeah. a way. Yep. But uh, yeah, I they got the rug pulled out from under me. I thought Texas was the best team, and then boom. Well, well Miami's an experienced team, right? They're in the Elite Eight last year and lost, and they're back back this year. And I mean, it's it's, it's a little bit of uh, you know. You get some guys that didn't declare, didn't you know? You get a couple guys sticking for a few years. You get a good team out of that. Um, uh, I heard that Laranega built this team. This is a big transfer portal team. Okay, well, I, I, it, I heard that on a couple podcasts today. That this is going to be like the model. What way to it, like build a team like Patino style? What's he going to try to do at St. John's? Don't they have? I think I had heard that there's like a booster that they they're yeah. able to, they're able to. Because of who the guy is, he's able to get these kids like paid basically with like new rules. Yeah, some guy, I forget his so, name. Yeah, Vasquez I mean, or something. I but, don't know. but it's yeah, that's yeah, it's all on the up and up. So uh the new the new age is how it's done. It's awesome seeing Jimmy Laranega back there in the final four. He's only the I think it was like the fourth guy to take two teams that were five seed or lower to to, to the final four. Yeah, Izzo did it. Brad Stevens did it. Mm, one other guy in there somewhere. Two two other guys. Two, oh, other, two other huge names. Oh, you got the names? Yeah. I thought you said it was four guys. What did I say? Four other guys. Yeah, four other guys. You said two, right? Yeah, Izzo and Stevens. Oh, one other guy. He's the fourth uh, guy. The fourth guy on the Mount Rushmore of big seeds to the final four. Uh, oh, the fourth party. Calpari didn't do it. He did it once. With Wait, the, the fourth. The fourth guy won it with one of the teams. He won it. You know, so, oh, uh, Larry Brown. Yeah, yeah. He did it with Kansas, but who was the other? Uh, Kiki Vandoy. That's all I remember. Wherever Kiki went. Oh, is that like Utah or something? I don't remember. I, Larry, Kiki- I can't keep track of Larry Brown. <laughs> it was Kiki and uh, four freshmen, or something like that. I forget the story. I heard hey, on a pod- I, I heard on a podcast today too. Okay, all right. But I got the trivia, so that's good. 
<laughs> and Kiki was no Kiki Bandit was not the coach that Larry Brown was. But good, good job by you coming up with those names. Yeah, yeah. I think I heard that today too. I just drew a blank. Yeah, but it is very cool seeing Larry Nega back after all these years, and just the pictures of him with George Mason to now is unbelievable. It's uh. I don't know. I think it's probably my favorite storyline of the Final Four right now. Larinaga being back. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. I think it's cool when that shit happens. You know, George Mason was 06. 06. Yep. So, yeah, just to look back that long and that much time passing, there he is back in the Final Four, new team. It's so cool. I love shit. Yeah. And then uh, the other game from yesterday, this is. you know, everyone's got an opinion on the final play. Is that a that's a foul to you? This I was again yesterday was uh, I I don't even what was re, re, replay it for me with verbally. Or well, I mean, it was, now it was a tie game. Yeah, and the kid basically got fouled with a second left driving to the hoop. Tie game. San Diego State goes to the line, clanks the first one, makes the second one. And Creighton, I mean, they, they threw like a prayer Hail Mary, but I mean, the game was basically over. Most people have had the referees back and said it was a foul. Yeah. I'm, I'm always going to lean towards letting them play. That's just me. A Super Bowl, I didn't like that call. Same here. I know people want to say, you know, there's the foul as a foul crowd. Yeah. But it was a physical game, and there's only 22 fouls in the entire game called. All the other Elite Eight games, to put that in perspective, it was like 39 oh, fouls yeah. in the UConn game, and it was there was way more fouls. So, like San Diego State physical team, it was a physical game. Yeah, I know technically it. it's a foul, but like if put it you this way, it, you can let it go. Yeah, I, I think if it wasn't called, I don't think they would have been outraged the other way. Yeah, that, I, that's the one. The guy's coming up behind him, kind of. He's on his hip a little bit. I mean, it's technically it's a foul, I guess. So in that case, I'm kind of full of shit. But it's just anticlimactic. Yeah, it's like the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl ended with like the the kneel down to the field goal. This yeah. game with look heading for overtime. It looks like, and it ends with free throws. Yeah, it's just anticlimactic as a fan, I guess. So, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, out of the building for sure. Uh, the game, I mean, it was kind of San Diego State. I don't know. I can't figure this team out. They are so unimpressive. <laughs> yeah. They cannot hit a jump shot, San Diego State. Mm-hmm. And you watch them play, and obviously they're good defensively. They board all those things. But, I mean, just can't hit a shot. You know, very few, very few, like, three-pointers raining down. And somehow they beat Bama Friday night. Mm-hmm. Came from came from back. I don't know. They were down like nine, maybe in the second half. They were leading at the half. Bama came out, and makes a run in the second half. San Diego State ends up getting back in the game. Turnovers, all that shit. Brandon Miller stunk. Bama stunk. Coach had a bad game. And then obviously against Creighton, it was just like a rock fight. First team to sixty. They, neither team even hit sixty. But you know, first team to sixty wins. Well, I don't know. I mean, they're winning, so I mean, they're doing something right. I just I'm not like we'll get to Florida Atlantic, and you, like I'm impressed with all the three other teams. Yeah, 
San Diego State is just, I don't know. Maybe it's just the Mountain West bias. I have no idea. There's a little bit of toughness to that team, though. I mean, how many, how many turnovers did Bama have in that game? Because I feel like they were kicking all over the place. And they, were, they did miss a lot of shots, too. They weren't sharp, Alabama. It was kind of – They it was, are. It was, it was ugly. Eventually, you got to make a few shots to win it all, though. I don't know. San Diego, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I, they're in their favor against Florida Atlantic, but I, uh, I just, I don't know. I have a hard time. I, I could see the other three. I could even see Florida Atlantic win it. San Diego yeah. State is just gross. They are a gross team. They're yeah. tough. I'll give them that, but I don't know. I think they'd have trouble with like UConn or Miami. You would think so. You, yeah, but I mean, they made it this far, and they they find ways. Obviously, I mean, they're dictating the pace of play in all these games. That's key. Yeah, that is key. If you can, especially team like UConn, if you can slow them down. Miami. Yeah. Miami's oh yeah, they want they want to make Miami it. Down. They want to make it a half court game. Obviously. Yeah, yeah they want to make it a that's, you know. That's a challenge. Those two teams that would be a challenge. And UConn embarrassed Gonzaga on Saturday. I mean, Drew it was Timmy. Drew Timmy, you know. Pumping his chest to the crowd, down like twelve after a dunk. Oh, that guy, <laughs> come back! He's got another year eligibility. Come on, Drew, come oh, back! Yeah, let's run he it should. back. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he asked him. He's, he'll be, he'll go. That guy will go in the same part of the draft in two years. It will go this year. Somewhere he's, he seems like like an overseas guy. Right, yeah, he could do that next year. <laughs> that's if that's where he, if that's where he's gonna go. If that's where his part of the draft is, is not getting drafted, he can not get drafted next year. I don't know. He said he's not coming back. Well. He should. I mean, why? You're Gonzaga. Like, you're a Gonzaga. Did you know it's supposed to be Gonzaga? Since when? I've heard this. I've heard this talked about. Gonzaga. I feel like Gonzaga. I'm, like, from fucking Minnesota. Gonzaga? Yeah, I don't do long A's. I don't do that. Gonzaga. Yeah, play with fire there with your long A's and the T afterwards. Like, we got to be careful. Gonzaga. It's yeah, Gonzaga. What, yeah, it's Gonzaga. What? Yeah. If it, if it, yeah. When you type, when you write out Gonzaga, oh boy. When you type out, <laughs> when you write it out, when you do your bracket, do you, would you put Z A G A? Yeah, Zaga. Zaga, yeah. Oh, hear. see, if you say Zaga, then it sounds <laughs> – I think it's the Gon that ru- – ru- Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Gonzaga, yeah. That's, yeah, it's tough to have the – Because you say – when you say, the, the, you say the Zags, you don't say the, the Zags. Zags. Right, yeah. The Zags, Gonzaga, Gonzaga, Gonzaga. Yeah. Zags, Zags, Zags. Yeah, it's uh, – I'm not changing. Sorry. Who told – who says that? Who is I – heard, I heard this talk. I forget who was – who are they even named after? Probably is... somebody from Washington. That doesn't count. Where I wonder where the name even comes from. What's the or what's the uh, origin of the word? It's got to be something Catholic, right? Uh, is it a Catholic school? Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh, is that like a Catholic conference? St. Mary's BYU? Well, BYU's not Catholic, but is it a it's religious not... conference? I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Might be. Gonzaga University was founded in 1887 by uh, Italian-American Joseph Cataldo, 
who had come in 1865 as a Je Jesuit missionary to the Native Americans of the Pacific Northwest. Great. It's mind your own business, Joe. Yeah. Fucking guy. Um, guy, say it two minutes. President gets whacked. <laughs> <laughs> Start a lot of, lot of okay, it was confirmed there was a lot of Gonzaga fans in Vegas Saturday. We had a uh, fr friend of a friend is a big UCLA fan. Whole okay. family is like alums and all that. They all went there and they were all at the game in Vegas on Thursday night and saw that game. <laughs> and then they had to spend the whole weekend in Vegas around like Zags fans. UCLA wasn't playing, so you, wanna, you got the last laugh, I guess. I mean, you want to hear? Uh, you want to? You want to hear something to make you feel better about Gonzaga? I don't feel bad about him at all. So go ahead. Well, not better about him in a good way. Better about him negatively. Yeah, for your own purposes. In 2018, the Center for Investigative Reporting published evidence that the Cardinal B House, owned by the Jesuit order and located next to Gonzaga's campus was used by the Catholic Church as a retirement home for priests with histories of sexual uh, predation and abuse from across the Pacific Northwest and Alaska. It was it was a hideout for pervert priests. Sounds like Del Boca Vista. Yeah, Del Boca Vista for pederasses. And this was 2018? Yeah. Right by the campus there. Jeez, how does this get sweeped under the rug? Gonzaga, swept under the rug. Gonzaga president statements uh, states that he did not know before during the time as president that the abusive priests were kept on campus. All right. That sounds like paid off pretty handsomely. Mark, do you know about this? Me? Mark Few. Probably he's probably he's he's probably going and check on them every every night. That's my guess. Be sure they're all, all right. <laughs> Make sure they got everything they need. Yeah. Did you, uh, I know you're a big Bill Maher fan. <clears throat> yeah. Did you see this week's episode? No, I did not. So, you you, you know, well, David Sedaris was like his first guest. Like he does a one-on-one -on -one thing. He's a, he's a writer. And he's like, you know, I got to, he, he told a joke at a commencement. And he's like, uh, there's one guy, it was some like liberal arts college. But I guess one guy took offense to it because of what it was. So I'm gonna this is the first time I'm saying it. So if I fuck it up, I apologize. But uh uh cop pulls over a couple of priests. Priest rolls down the window. Officer, what's the problem? Cop says, uh, yeah, we're looking for a couple of uh, child molesters. Priests look at each other and say, We'll do it. <laughs> he told us that a he told us they're a commencement speech. Yeah, I guess it's like his his reasoning, his reasoning was uh, you always have to have a joke in your back pocket, and now it's the one he used as an example. <laughs> <laughs> and what's oh, I was a liberal arts school, you said. Yeah, and I guess some some like father like tried to rush the stage at some point because oh like, my he's, god, he goes, he was the it was like the one conservative father in the history of this college, and he tried. To and he was the probably stage. there, like already pissed off, like look at these all these fruitcakes, you know. Probably yeah. he was. He was looking for. He was like already like foaming, like looking for something to get mad at. Yeah, and Sedaris is like uh, not flamboyant, but he's a gay guy with like you know sound. I mean, like you know sometimes there's like a sound that you could tell, yeah. right? So he's like I want to say cadence. Yeah. Well, he was a little bit flamboyant. He was wearing like shorts and knee socks. I guess he was a little bit flamboyant, but yeah, it, it was. Uh, 
I'm sure the guy was stewing from the time he was introduced. Yeah, across <laughs> the stage. <laughs> but it's a little, ex- a little extreme. I thought the joke was great. Uh, anyway, no, it's a good one. That's a good one. I'm gonna, I'll pass that off. Uh, yeah, but apparently both those priests were headed to uh, Gonzaga to hide out for a little bit. Right. Yeah, it got sidetracked. We could, we could add that part to the when when you tell the joke, you can add that to it. <laughs> we'll give them a history of uh, yeah. Um. Yeah. So Saturday night. Uh, I was actually out for the uh, for both games. Oh, just to put a, a bow on this, sorry, but uh, Gonzaga is a uh, named after an Italian Jesuit saint. Okay, there we go. Yeah, from Who the knew? from the fifteen hundreds. Ah, he was born and is a wealthy guy. So fuck him, saint or no saint, the money's runs deep. From the north, the north part of Italy. Uh, let's see what this is. Unlikely it was from the south. Uh, province of Mantua. I yeah, oh, way good. north. Yeah, might as well be in fucking Switzerland. Well, he's yeah. south, south of Milan, but yeah. Okay. Way north. Yeah. Of course. So not our saying it. Nah, no saint of mine. Uh, <laughs> I was out for the uh, for the for both games Saturday. The okay. first game we went to. Uh, there's this cigar place around the corner from me now. I don't know if you heard about this place. Oh yeah, I think it's been there for a little for a little while now, right? I yeah, like it, but I like it's... <clears throat> it uh, it, it opened during. It might have opened during COVID. Oh, okay. Before, is it before? I don't know. So it used to be members only. Used to be, and they lifted. Um, Mike Casino was a was an early member, right? No, nah, he so he he looked into it. He pondered it. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, do we do know a couple members? But the, now they they changed it around where uh, you uh, you show up. You basically the first room you walk into is just like a you know a bunch of cigars. It's like a cigar mm-hmm. shop. Mm-hmm. You got to just spend twenty dollars on cigars, and then you can go in the back room and just drink your own shit. Oh, sweet! Oh, no, it's it, incredible. Like I, I've only been there twice, but I just go in, I buy a couple like twelve dollars cigars, twenty five bucks, mm-hmm. go back in there with a couple bottles, and just that's ridiculous. we went there for the we went there for the K State game. Yeah, it was it's awesome. Yeah, was it packed or? Not no, not too bad, man. We got like we got the big TV couch. Okay. I mean, we got there for the end of the Yukon women game. There was one guy watching that. There's you know three TVs back there. There's two guys watching Impractical Jokers and the couch next to us. <laughs> We're like going back between that and like the news, the six o'clock news. I'm like, what? Oh man, that's that weird. Biz- that is bizarre. Uh, Wait, is it is it like uh is it Relatively classy place, or you could take a little bit bootleg. Uh, no, I would, I would say it's kind of classy. All right, okay. I'll say it's kind of classy. There's like couches and uh, you know tables and you know, different chairs with ashtrays and whatnot. It's right. it's kind of like exactly what you'd expect, like a little. I'd call it a cigar lounge in the back. Okay, I love picture what a cigar leather, lounge. Leather yeah, a lot of leather. Yeah, a lot of leather. 
Of course. There's like a wet bar and everything. We bring our own glasses and shit, but there's a wet bar back there, you know. All right. Every, any, everything you need. But you can bring your own food in, I think, too. I don't think we ever have. You can bring your own food in. Does an ice count? <laughs> uh, yeah, but it, I'm like, it seems too good to be true. I'm like, I hope they stick around. Yeah. It's 20 bucks to hang out and smoke. It seems a, a cheap way in. It seems like a tough way to make a living. I don't know what they're doing. But, I mean, I well, think they may do all right with the members, but I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, it's true. Well, maybe. I don't know. You think about it. Like, how many people? I'm not going like, to do the maybe, books. Maybe, maybe people the books run now. in there. Maybe people run in there and just buy cigars. Like, yeah. Cigar smokers. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, was, I, I just think about it. I mean, a deli makes their money like three bucks at a time. I, I don't know. Bacon, egg, and cheese. So, I don't know. I don't know if cigar place on what their overhead is. It's just paying rent. So, yeah, and it's like a, it's not like you're paying some heavy rent in a city. Like and, you could, and you could get a drink there too, right? Like if you wanted, like they have a bar there. Or... No, there's no no. You gotta oh, bring your own. And you have to bring your own. Yeah, like members can keep their own bottles there, locked up. Oh, there's no liquor license. I got you. Okay, so yeah, okay, no liquor license. Yes. Okay. All right. Interesting. Yep. So we're there for the first. Can game they host? We, can they host a? Can they host a baseball draft or a football draft? It was funny because we ran into people who were doing. It was they were doing an online draft. Like a couple of them. Oh, just like um, right. I think they probably could. Right. They probably could. If you, you, I don't know. You probably have to pick like a little bit of an off peak time, like a Saturday, early Saturday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, it wasn't packed when we were there. Like, I don't know. It was. It was probably like six guys back there. Yeah, I bet the I bet the members would be pissed off if this couple of schmucks from off the street were in there with the stickers and a board. <laughs> yeah, 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 probably. All right, That'd be my guess. All right, it's always nice to know what the options are. All right. Um. So yeah, cool little spot, and then we went to uh, Archie Moore's for the uh, for the UConn game. Nice. That was nice. probably packed. We got there perfect time. We got two seats at the bar. It was okay. the perfect capacity, I would say. Who you? Who'd you go with? Mikey Casino. Oh, just you. Okay, just you. Two. Yeah. All right. Got seats at the bar. Uh, there was definitely. We got there. I don't know, ten minutes before tip off, fifteen minutes before tip off. Put mm-hmm. a wing order in. Mm-hmm. Three dollar and fifty high lifes. Can't beat that, right? No, you guys. Are, you guys are in heaven. Oh yeah, a little wild turkey in there, oh, and it was, was you over, know so you guys were just drinking the whole time. It was yeah, second half was a celebration, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, cheapest thing on the menu by a mile with the highlights three dollar fifty cans. Oh, just keep them coming, just keep them coming, man. Yeah. I, I gotta understand. I'm looking around, and I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm, uh, you know, I'm no Rockefeller, but like you know, I see somebody drinking like. A high noon, which I have, I have no problem with. I, I I enjoy a high noon here and there. Nine dollars and fifty cents for one. Oh, jeez. I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense though when you consider what you pay at the store for like a four pack. Yeah, but, but I still, mean, th- three of my three of my high lifes are equaling one of your high noons. It just it seems insane to me. Yeah. Um... And just, it's less, it's less, uh, not alcohol, but it's less liquid, right? Like you're drinking, it's, it's uh, not a full 12 ounces. 
Yeah, I think it's 12 ounces. I thought those guy things were... They're thin. I think they're deceiving. I don't think they're full 12. Uh, 11 and a half? Maybe. Still, whatever it is. I mean, this doesn't see... It does not seem... And they're 5%, right? That's probably more than High Life. Uh, yeah. The High Life's probably like, what, four and a half? Four and a half, four, eight, something like that, yeah. You drink them fast enough, though, they're five. <laughs> Doesn't matter, yeah. <laughs> and you catch up, you catch up to that percentage. Real mix, quick. A wild, mix a wild turkey in there, they're like seven. Yeah, you know what you're doing. Yeah, no, there's, there's a method to the madness. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a nice, like, because it's kind of, Nothing that goes in this location succeeds, really. Mm-hmm. So it's perfect because Archie Moore is a brand name, but this place is still kind of hidden. So you get a crowd in there. Yep. It's not as like, you know, the other Archie's like locations would be packed. Yeah. This absolutely. was like perfect. Huh. For people at tables, it was a decent bar crowd. Um, good spot. So, all right. All, all in all, a, a, a success. Sweet. That is sweet. Yeah, all in all, success as you watch UConn roll. I mean, look, I, this is going to bring a lot of people joy, but I am sickened by the UConn run. It just makes me sick to my stomach. Absolutely miserable. There's nothing worse. And the, you know, you know what the worst part about not the worst part about it. There's a lot of things that suck about this. Let me see the worst part about. No, nah, this isn't the worst part. This is this is just an this is just an addition to. It just sucks that UConn's doing it, and I'm surrounded by UConn fans. Well, you have two more cracks at, you know, seeing them lose. Right. Not the worst part about it, but a, a big – since moving back to Connecticut, like everybody in the pool has Connecticut going all the way. Your work pool? Yeah, every, any, any local pool, a million people have UConn going. I, even years where they're, like, they're not like favored or not as good – you always have them going all the way. So the, and I knew that early on. I moved back. They won it pretty quickly when I came back. So, yeah, I was listening to people break down like pools they were in, and they were like, the only people who are alive right now mm-hmm. who actually have a team alive are UConn fans. Like, nobody has Florida Atlantic. Nobody has San Diego. Miami, maybe you have Miami in a Final Four, but like, it's really just if you have UConn. Yeah. A kid, a kid I work with, he has UConn and San Diego State. Oh, I, I asked, I was, like, I was like, "Why do you have San Diego State?" He's like, "I like Sandy. I, I was in San Diego and I liked it." I was like, "Okay, well, great." Fuck, what, <laughs> I do, what the fuck am I doing? Reading articles and shit, and listening to podcasts, just fucking looking up who the best free throw shooting teams are. And I just, weeks ago. I just found out today my my nephew has uh, Miami and FAU. And I don't know. I don't know why. I haven't asked him why, but he's <sighs> he's 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 got multiple entries, and he's in first and second in this pool that we're in. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I Miami no FAU. I mean, I could see. I I could see FAU. I mean, they were a big time team this year. Small conference. They only lost three games. I don't. I don't know. Picking don't them know. for the finals though is. I don't know. Impressive. I. I he's usually pretty terrible from what I hear. So. Maybe this is the you know, this is when all his methods uh, come to fruition. The reason he's been bad finally made him good or something. I don't know. I haven't it's, figured it's, out who I like in that first game yet. Probably talk about that Thursday, but I haven't. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, 
What do we got? The odds, um, FAU as our underdogs, two, two point underdogs, two. and UConn's five and a half point favorites. Yeah, so two in game number one. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll talk about it on Thursday. If you think San Diego State will muck it up or FAU will find a way to kind of finesse their way. Were around. you cursing out Drew Timmy at all? I don't really, I don't really like Timmy either. So, like, watching him lose wasn't that bad. No, I think cursing him out for being a bitch. Um, no, because that, that game was just over. Like, I, 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 my, my heart was taken out of it early. So I, I was just kind of defeated and shaking my head for most of the time. Really, I did hear some. I did hear a few takes about Gonzaga fatigue <laughs> today. Yeah. Was, I heard. I heard a few people just being like, "Enough of this team!" Like, just they because when they go down in the in the tournament, like they go down. It's not like it's not like they go down swinging. Like yeah. like Baylor a couple of years ago punked them. Mm-hmm. Like you got okay. you got like ripped out their soul. Oh, they embarrassed them. Night. They 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 embarrassed them. They blew the doors off them, and it was it was it was ugly. And they that was never, just like they had the crowd too. I think. I mean, we were in the bar. They they had they had the sound on. I give them credit for putting the sound on. A lot of UConn still, fans you're in the bar. A lot of UConn fans there. Yeah, it was a you guys you guys showed up for them. I wonder what it's going to be like now in uh, in Houston because tickets tickets um, took a nosedive when Texas got knocked out so i wonder what i mean there's there's no way like it's it's either uconn or miami has the crowd right like this this has all the makings of like the first game is like half full and people start trickling in yeah for game yeah, two which is common well oh, it's final four man like florida, florida Atlanta is a great story just as they are just but i mean how many people are going there and rooting for Florida. I mean, uh, yeah, no, it's you're not gonna get right. People, the people who go earlier, I guess, are probably the fans that just want to see basketball. And you're saying that there's there's only fans that want to see one team, right? Right. And my like, if you go there rooting for Florida Atlantic, like you're an alum, there's no like just or, fans or your or, or your mattress Mac. Yeah, yeah, have a ton of money on Florida Atlantic. Yeah, you know, if you grew up in Florida and you didn't have like an alma mater around there, you root for like UF University of Florida or Florida State. Yeah, or I'm, or Miami. Maybe you're not rooting for Florida Atlantic like on a whim. My, my boss is an FAU alum. What? It's unbelievable. It's so like it's. I'm t- I told him today. I was like, this is crazy that you've made a Final Four. I mean, I know Seton Hall made a Final Four in my lifetime, but. <laughs> Like not since I've given a shit. I mean, they mm-hmm. they made it they made it further than Zeno's ever made it. You know, since I've cared, it's unbelievable. Yeah, is he going down? No, he's not. I don't. I, I don't think he's that uh, tied to his university. Oh, okay, he's not like he's just along for the ride a little bit. Not really like that. He's a he's a huge sports fan, so I know he's watching. But uh, I just thought, yeah, I don't think he. It's <laughs> probably taken him by such surprise. I don't think I'll. I don't think I'll ever meet an FAU fan or alum. I, I'm or, gonna start. I'm gonna ask him tomorrow. I'm gonna try and egg him on to go down. You could. Get, I mean, you can get in there for you, you know. You're gonna sit in like the nosebleeds of a football stadium, yeah. which is kind of crazy. But you could probably. There's no. Not you know what it is though. Not easy to get to Houston. 
No, well, he, I got a feeling he's not really a big. He's kind of a homebody. I don't think he's a big traveler. I don't think he wants uh, to sit on his couch. Yeah, I was googling like how to get to Houston. It's not easy. I don't even know if JFK has direct flights. What? How would you? Wait, so what? So what'd you find out? How would you get there? Uh, I didn't. I just stopped looking because I knew I wasn't going. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> It does too much work as it is. I say May six, you could fly out of there, or maybe you could get there at a. I was looking like on like the Friday before the Final Four, though. Like there was nothing. That's. So, I mean, you could. Out of, out of JFK. It's indirect. You got to do like layovers and shit. Oh fuck that shit! Yeah, that's. I don't know. Not easy to get to Houston, I guess. That's south too, right? Houston's down there. Yeah. Close to the Alamo. Yeah. Out of yeah, shit. Didn't Houston get yeah. smacked with the hurricane a few years back? Did they? I think so. Galveston, Houston. All those they didn't get snow there. this year, did they? That was, that was Dallas? Too, that was, oh, did Dallas get snow this year? Yeah, that was hilarious. The videos of people driving. <laughs> like some guy in a fucking truck, just like, I'm gunning it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Swerving and shit. Climate change. never seen ice before. Yeah. You call this global warming? Tell me how to drive my car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to use it anytime soon. Yeah, what was that hurricane? Because I got. Don't play it on it. Hey, it was like some pretty bad flooding, I thought. I thought they got wrecked. Har- oh, Harvey. Remember Harvey? No. Hurricane Harvey. Devastating Category 4. Dark Texas, night. Texas, Louisiana. Yeah. Harvey Dent. Uh, I guess Houston isn't as... I mean, Houston is still three hours north of San Antonio. Texas is so fucking big. Yeah, it's huge. This is only 2017. I don't remember that. Yeah, they got, they got hit pretty hard, man. They get the proper relief? Probably not, right? Oh, it was. They're underwater for a while. If I remember it's in the pictures I saw, it was like everything was underwater. All right. We got to take a quick break, Ant. Be right back. Baseball, et cetera. Already. All right, we are back here on Sunday Poor, and we failed uh, last show. We had mentioned Jerry Tarkanian briefly, mm-hmm. and we said we we're going to come back and talk about him and his stint with the Spurs. Next show. Well, no, to be quick, it's not his stint with the Spurs wasn't that that long, so I was to touch on it real quick. It was in 1992. He went nine and eleven, and then they let him go. Uh. His last game was a 121-109 loss to the Rockets. Okay, so this is December 17th, 1992. Um, how many starters can you get from each team? I could probably name the starters. You could probably name the starting lineups, I would guess. Uh, David Robinson. This team would be a little more difficult. Yeah, D-Rob, yep. Uh, Sean Elliott there yet? John Elliott, yeah. <clears throat> 21 points in the loss. I mean, I don't 
Avery Johnson there yet? Avery was on the, Avery was on the bench. Played 18 minutes off the bench. I don't know if I can give you another spur. Uh, there's one that other guys I think would be tough to get. Dale Ellis was on a team. I didn't. I forgot Dale Ellis was a spur at all. No, I would not have thinking of him as a spur. Led the team, 24 points. Robinson, Elliott, Larry Smith, and then uh, Vinny Del Negro was the one guy I thought you might. Get. Oh yeah, Vinny Del Negro. I think I think you can. I think you can do the Rockets though. Olajuwon. Yep. Kenny Smith. Yep. Uh, Mario Eli. No, not well unless he was hurt. He wasn't on the. It wasn't on the roster that night. I might not have been there yet. Might have been early. Yeah, might have been ninety-four. Uh, Rockets. Yeah, we have. Or Clyde is there. Yeah, who's your shooting guard? Oh, Big Shot Bob. He. That's your small forward. Yeah. Yeah, Kenny. You got. You got your. You got Kenny. You got your point guard. You got your center, and you got your small. I'm missing power, my four. your power forward and a two guard, yeah. Who the hell is the shooting guard on that team? He was is angry, it, is it, angry guy. Sam Cassell? No. Why it's before Cassell? Angry guy, very angry shooting guard. How well known is the power forward? Um, he's not like a Hall of Fame or anything, but He's well known to anybody who's like following hoops at that time. Yeah. It's not like Theo Ratliff, is it? No, I think Theo Ratliff was like 96, came in the league. Okay. I don't know why that name, like uh, Thorpe or something. Is it Otis Thorpe? Yeah, it is. Otis Thorpe's the four. Wow. Yeah. That was like a name. That was almost like some fucking. Like mind freak shit. Like I, that name just like inceptioned into my brain by somebody. I, I feel like you had uh you probably played a lot of video games. He was in them, and you probably had some basketball cards, and you had a couple of them, and he just he was there. I thought that was a stupid guess. I almost didn't say it. I'm like, what is? <laughs> I don't even know if Otis Thorpe is a power forward or like a shortstop from the '90s. He <laughs> very well could have been a backup shortstop. So the two is an angry guy. Was he on the team that won it all? I think so. Two guard rockets. Was he on that team? I uh, I was. I thought he was. Unless he got traded like during that run, before you know, as the run was happening, before they won it. It's not like a uh, like a Vinny Johnson or a uh, no a Maxwell. They have a Maxwell. Is that who it is? <laughs> yeah, who Maxwell? Is it Cedric Maxwell? No, Cedric Maxwell. No. They, is Vernon. <laughs> Vernon Maxwell? Yeah, Mad Max. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, I don't remember him. I don't even I don't think he was on the title team. No, didn't make it there. All right. There you go. Yeah, the, those Rockets teams, yeah, they had a lot of guys you just know. You know, the, when you know, you know. He was on the 94, 95 team. But he only played 64 games. So I don't know if he got hurt or what. Um I don't know if you can find I don't know how you find out if you get a if you got a ring or not. 
Wikipedia has him as a two-time champ, so it's right, good enough man. for me. Maxwell. All right. I think he may have come off the bench on the title team. Yeah, because Mario was starting at the time. Ellie and Cassell were on those teams, yeah. He had a clutch three-pointer, I guess, in, against the Knicks. Sounds about right. I think his second championship might have been with the Spurs. Oh, wait, he scored in a short, short season. Uh, oh, no, that's not the Spurs. Never mind. Uh, yeah, I guess he had a good game seven against the Knicks. Vernon Maxwell. I mean, compared to who? John Starks. Yeah, well, I had a good game seven compared to John Starks. <laughs> All right. There you go. Jerry Car- Wait, did we close the book on the Shark? John Lucas replaced him. And the, and the Spurs finished 49-33 and made it to the Western Conference semis. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. They rebounded nicely. Yeah. Good for them. Yep. Uh, and then Tarkanian went to Fresno and led them to six consecutive 20-game seasons, 20-win seasons. All right. I could re- recruit his balls off. Well, he, yeah, he knew how to do it um, before, before he could pay players over the table. All right. Uh, All right. Over unders. Ready to rock? All right. What would I do with my pen? No, no. Not a good start yet. Oh, it's right here. Okay. 2023 MLB. Over unders. I uh, flip a coin. Heads or tails, Ant? Heads. The head. Go so first, or you want the fur? Uh, so I can either get the first pick or the next two. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna defer. I'll give you first pick. I'll take the next two. Okay. Um, I'm gonna take an under. Okay. What, I, where do you get your numbers from? I'm on Vegas Insider. This is a different place than I usually get them. Uh, let's see. What did I print? Yeah, Vegas Insider. Okay, perfect. So they have the Phillies at 89 and a half. Uh, I'm taking the, taking the under here. They already lost Hoskins. Uh, Har- Harper's out for half the season. I'll be back at some point, whatever. It's just, you know, they got a little bit of a hangover from the World Series coming up. It's just not – I feel like they had a little bit of magic last year that's not going to be able to repeat itself this year. Tough division, Mets, Braves, Miami's pesky, Washington stinks. Um, well, you know, they got the Mets pitching staff to deal with. Atlanta is Atlanta's always good. Uh, Philly takes a step back. They are under eight, nine, eight and nine and a half. That's my first pick. Yeah, that's my first pick. I thought I'd be able wow. to get. Wow. No Harper. Did you mention no Harper? Yeah, for like until, for a couple. Yeah, until the All Star break. Aaron Nola contract talks broke off yesterday. He oh. got shelled. He gave up a home run to Josh Donaldson yesterday. That's a bad sign. Not a good sign. No. All right. Now I don't. Now I don't know where I'm going. I think. Um, I think I'm going to stay on that theme. I'm going to like do a little like piggyback on the Philly under pick. 
I'm going to take the Braves over 96 and a half. I think the Braves are loaded. Nice. Okay. They have all these, they have all these young dudes on team friendly contracts. Uh, you know, Michael Harris and Acuna and uh, Ozzy Albies. Uh, there's a, a couple other guys. Austin Riley, I think, has a team friendly deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just loaded. It's, can the pitching hold up? And, you know, does does your bullpen sink your season? They won, uh, you know, was it 101 last year? They finished the Mets off with uh, with uh, that that sweep late in September. And mm-hmm. the Mets are uh, – I don't know about the Mets. I already, we already established we don't like the Phillies. Obviously, Marlins and, and Washington aren't winning the division. Uh, the Mets, the Mets are the team that could kind of throw a wrinkle in here, but I think there's some question marks surrounding them. I think the Braves are a hundred win team. I think they're the class of the uh, National League. I think they win a hundred again. So, Braves over ninety six and a half. Pick number one. Pick number two. Let's find an under here. All right, I'm watching this team now. So, um. Let's go with them. They just rallied, though. They were down 4 nothing, and they rallied a little bit. Uh, I'm taking the Rangers under 81.5. I like Bochi. I love I love bringing in Bochi. I think eventually he'll be able to, you know, turn him around and, and uh, you know, make strides with that team. I just, you know, this is a team that lost 94 games last year. You know, bringing in Bochi and Degrom is that going to improve their win total? Fourteen games. Houston's well, still in Degrom's hurt already, right? Well, he's starting opening day, I guess. Oh, all right, against four, the Phillies, four and a half innings. Yeah, uh, I must have ended in a tie. Fuck. All right, back to the women's tournament. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I, I think Bochi may be able to turn him around eventually, but you know, Degrom is he going to make it through a full season? And then after the Grom, like I, I'm looking at the roster, and I just not overly impressive. And you you still got the Ashes to deal with, the Mariners, obviously on the on the uh, you know upswing, we think. The Angels, who knows? I mean, I don't know what to make of the Angels, but I would say the Angels are right now better than the than the Rangers. And then Oakland sucks, but um, I think it's a tough division. I think Rangers are better. But you know, like seventy-eight and eighty-four, I don't see him have. I don't see him having a winning record. I think. I think both G's, You know, it's gonna. T- it's gonna be at least a year transition period. So under eighty-one and a half Rangers. Okay. All right. I need two from me. What do we got here? All right. My first over. I'm piggybacking on a team I had over last year. They did not make it for me. The number is lower this year, I believe, than it was last year. And that is uh, the Toronto Blue Jays. 90 and a half wins is the total. Um, they, uh, they got Guerrero, who's a possible MVP candidate always. Of course, along with him is uh, Bo Bichette. You got Springer. Uh with Merrifield for a full season and off the COVID list or whatever the situation was there. Romano's one of the better closers in the game. Decent, but not great pitching staff. You know, Manoa is an all-star. Gaussman, Bassett is in town now. 
Um, you know, I, I just, I thought last year that this team was going to take a step in the right direction. They did not. They kind of stalled. I, st- I, I, I just believe in this team. I don't know what it is. I just feel like they are, I feel like they're ready to be competitive, you know, especially in the AL East. It's a little bit stale in the AL East. I know the Yanks are excited. We got Volpe coming up. Um, and the Yanks are going to be fine. I'm not worried about them, but they're going to be fine. Tampa, you know, they had a little bit of a down season. Boston stinks. Baltimore's up and coming, but, um, you know, pr- probably not ready for prime time just yet. I think Toronto takes a step in the, into the, you know, low to mid-90s win total. So give me Toronto over 90 and a half to start uh, there. That's number one. Let me write that down so I don't fucking forget. Good. All right. And number two, let's see. What we got for number two? Where do we go from here? All right. Maybe this is a bad strategy, but you know we'll figure it out next year if it's if it's not. But one of the lowest numbers on the board is the Rockies, sixty-five and a half. Not the lowest. Washington, I think, is Washington. Oakland are the lowest, fifty-nine and a half. Colorado's up there though with the uh, the bad number, sixty-five and a half. I'm I'm just taking Colorado with the over here. I, I'm wanting to pick one low team to go over. I'm rolling the dice. They can't all finish under the under the worst uh, possible total. If Marquez has been there for a long time, is their ace, Kyle Freeland. I mean, these guys are up and down pitchers. They're not great. These guys are not going to lead this team to uh, the promised land. But uh, to 66 wins, sure, why not? Uh, they got an up-and-coming shortstop, Ezekiel Tovar, uh, and then a bunch of journeymen, basically. You know, but proud journeyman. Chris Bryant is uh, the star there, right? Who had a terrible year last year and his first was that last year's first year with Colorado? Yeah, he barely played. Barely played. Um, not very good. Ryan McMahon, CJ Crone, not a great team. I could run down all these names. You're not going to know half of them. Um, <laughs> that being said, uh, it's just it's a roll of the dice with the Rockies. That's all. That's really it. Let's go. That's my team. That's my underdog team of the year. Colorado Rockies over 65 and a half. All right. My next pick. I think I'm going to take a terrible team, but I'm taking them under. <laughs> nice. Maybe that's the right strategy. <clears throat> I think this might be the right strategy. I think the Reds are going to be terrible. Taking the Reds under 65 and a half. Uh, look for David Bell to get fired. Something about that guy. He's always popping off, right? Umpires. He's got a little bit of a temper, David Bell. Okay. Yep. Joey Votto starting the league, uh, starting the year on the IL. It's just a team that is just it, – it feels like a full kind of rebuild. Uh, Castillo, they traded at the deadline last year. I mean, I don't know who started. Hunter Green is, I guess, their ace, you know, young uh, – Young pitcher, young high strikeout guy, but I mean Luis Sessa is in their rotation. I think it's 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 not a great team. You have like journeyman like Will Myers in there. It's it's I mean it's an extremely gross team. It's not a tough division, so I do have that going against me. But uh, 
there's always a few there's always a few teams like two or three teams that just are terrible and lose 100 games. I think the Reds are going to be one of those teams this year. So Reds under 65 and a half. They're going to be a tough team to watch this year. I think they're going to be really bad. Uh, let's see. I got to go. I got to work in an over here. You know what? A little shake up on this team. Tony LaRusso, they ran him out of town. They got a new manager now. I like LaRusso, but I think the shake up on the bench could help this team. It sounds like the players really hated LaRusso, and it was just, just wasn't a good mix. It was a clash of, uh, it was a clash of egos, I guess, between LaRusso and the players. I don't know anything about this new guy, Pedro Griffel, but I'm going to say that the players are just going to enjoy having someone not named Tony LaRusso managing them. Ton of talent. Division stinks. The Royals and Tigers are in rebuilds. Minnesota, nobody takes seriously. And Cleveland, who won the division last year, I just saw they shut down uh, McKenzie. I mean, the, the White Sox should be ashamed if they don't figure out a way to win, like, 88 games. I think 88 games wins the division. Um, I mean, they should just be able to slug their way to 85 games with a bad pitching staff. Giolito, Lance Lynn, those guys, you know, not, not a terrible staff. You know, they got to keep guys like Luis Robert and Eloy Jimenez on the field. Those guys are always hurt. Tim Anderson. Um but I just think, you know, they're one of those, like, paper tigers, the White Sox. You know, on paper, on paper, they look good. And then, you know, they take the field. They have a bad bullpen. Bad. It's just sloppy, terrible def- defensive team. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say the White Sox, now that the expectations have been lowered, the bar is much lower. They exceed them a little bit. They win, like, say, like, 88 to 90 games. So, White Sox over 83 and a half. All right. Did I just give two picks? All right. Yeah, you picked Cincinnati and the White Sox. Yeah. All right. All right. My next. All right. My next team is an under. Uh, I uh, I hate this team in so many in so many ways. I hate this team. <laughs> I just I their number is 84 and a half and I'm going to the same division that you are in uh I'm taking the Minnesota Twins under again just I just this team disgusts me they have Buxton who's a great ball player if you could just stay in the field um other than that you know they brought back Correa with a lot of question marks and then you know their pitching staff is a bunch of middle of the line guys Sonny Gray Joe Ryan Nothing really spectacular there. And I hate the coach. I think Baldelli's a joke. I never liked that guy. And I, I just I don't have any faith in this team at all. That's pretty much it. I, I look at this roster. It makes me want to puke. And it's a team that I just, when the Yanks go to Minnesota, I'm just going to be disgusted watching them play this team. There's always a few of these teams, like always like Tampa. Like I just can't stand watching them that on that field. The Twins is one of them. Uh, I think I took them under last year. If I I don't I don't remember, but I could see myself kind of leaning on this. So maybe I did, maybe I didn't. Um, Twins under eighty four and a half bullpen 
Baldelli doesn't know what he's doing to the bullpen. He sucks. Under. All right. So I got. Wait, did, did you give two? I, I've no, that was, just, that was just one. Sorry. Right. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay. And then, uh, let's, so I got two unders, two overs. Let me get one more for you here. What direction should we lean in here? You need an over? I need one of each. Right? I got two. And I got one for the line. I, I rounded out. You finish with two, and then I rounded out with one. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, it works. Um, mm. <coughs> See, a lot of teams I don't want to pick. Mm-hmm. That much. Two of those. Oakland days are sitting there nice, 59 and a half. <laughs> uh, there's one I really want to take on there. I'll tell you after. This is going to be a – I really want to do it, but I just I, – I, I can't pull the string. I, I'll tell you afterwards. I doubt mm-hmm. you're going to do it, but um, I'll wait until later. That will be an honorable mention or dishonorable mention. We'll see. Um. That would be a stupid team to pick. Who's a surprise team that kind of comes at it? It would not be this team. Hang on a second. Let me see one thing before let me, before making this official. Let me see something here. Surprise team to come out of nowhere. Yeah, like the Mariners last year. Well, we know the Rockies are coming out of nowhere this year. No, just 67 wins. That's it. <laughs> Had the Rockies last year. They burned me by a half game. <laughs> that'll, be, that'll, be our, that'll be our uh, our link right there. All right, I'm taking this team over. I'm going to regret this fairly early on, I'm sure. But uh, – I don't know if I'm still riding the high from the World Baseball Classic, but uh, the give me the Angels over 81 and a half. They don't have to be great, obviously, but they have Otani, who everybody loves. I think a guy like Sandoval kind of rebounds after a dismal season last year. Um, not a great pitching staff. Put it together a little bit, though. Let me see something out of this team. Uh, they, they're... Their bullpen, eh, I don't know. I can't fucking judge a bullpen in March. Not not possible. And they brought in guys like running Urshela. Maybe Rendon kind of finds it this year, kind of finds his groove this year. This is a little bit uh, of a chance for him to, I don't know, just dignify the contract that they gave him. Um, let me see. Let me see something out of this team this year where they're not stiffs. Not great. I'm not looking for fucking. Like the Rockies, just beat the number. That's all I want. Just get over the 81 and a half. Uh, a ringing endorsement for the Angels there. And the over. All right. I need an over and an under. I start with the over, start with the under. I think I got my over team. This one, I'm just doing the math. It's a bad division. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Brewers over 86 and a half. Mm, okay. The Reds stink. We already established that. Terrible. Pirates will be scrappy, maybe at best. I think Brian, so. Brian Reynolds. The Cubs are in a rebuild. I don't know what the Cubs are doing exactly. They brought in Cody Bellinger. They're kind of rebuilding, but they're also adding payroll. But I'm pretty sure the Brewers are going to be better than them. So I already got the Brewers basically in second place. Win 80, you know, go 81 and 81. Beat up on the shit in your division, right? Mm -hmm. So that gets me to 500. Can they make up those extra six games? Can they be a 90-win team? Can they be a 95-win team? I think I like them a little more than the Cardinals. I know the Cardinals are like just the, you know, just talk about infrastructure. You think Cardinals, they're just mm-hmm. the class of that division. Every year they find a way. Mm-hmm. I think I like the Brewers, though. I like I like the Brewers if they can get into the playoffs. It's, it's healthy, obviously. Burns and Woodruff at the top of that rotation, that's nice. In a three-game series, that's dangerous. You know, we'll see how the closer works out. I'm a, I'm always a little worried when, like this kid, kid Devin Williams, who was setting who was setting up Hater for a few years. Yep. Like now he's given the keys and he's the closer. He was good last year in the interim basis, like the last two months of the season. Now, like he's up there, like in the fantasy ranking in rankings. Like, is he gonna, you know, shit himself or is he gonna have a big year? Obviously, I'm banking on him having a decent year. Yeah, I think. I think they're better than the Cardinals. I, I think they can win 90 games and win this division. So I'll take the Brewers over 86 and a half. Now, okay. I need an under. Do I, t- I took this team last year as an under and cashed. And I think I'm going to do it again. The number just seems... The number just seems a little inflated, and obviously I hate this team, but I can't. I'm taking Tampa under 89 and a half. I'm just so sick of Tampa Bay. I, they get a lot of respect this time of year with these over-unders. Last year, I don't remember exactly what the over-under was, but I just looked and I saw they won 86 games last year. And I know, I, I know they must have been like 90 and a half. Like, eventually, you know, the American League is very top-heavy. I just can't see, like, even, like, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Boston had a better year than Tampa. I wouldn't be surprised if even Baltimore had a better year than Tampa. I just don't, I don't really buy Tampa. I know there's, you know, all the analytics and shit and, you know, McClanahan at the top of the rotation, Wander Franco. I mean, there's no shift now. There's no shift to bail you out. Shift has been outlawed. Mm-hmm. You know, I know they have a million guys out of that bullpen, but I don't know. What it just seems like every you know every year we pencil Tampa in to win ninety games. I think, I don't know. I think those days might be over. They won eighty six last year. I wouldn't be surprised if they take an even further step back. So uh, it could be could be eating my words on this one when they go out there and they win ninety eight games and win the division. But I'll take Tampa under eighty nine and a half. All right, a little little Tampa fatigue over there, a little Gonzaga fatigue. Second straight year, I'm just I am. I'm yeah, sick of Tampa. I hear you. All right, you you actually touched on my final under, uh, in your uh, breakdown there. Uh, your when did you t- you did you touched that at some point? All right, um, 
And I'm taking the under on the Cubs here. The Cubs number is 76 and a half. Like you said, who knows what this team is doing. Their, their pitching staff is a bunch of guys who needed all kinds of help to win ever. Marcus Stroman, Tyon is there now, Kyle Hendricks. Like these are not shutdown guys, obviously. Uh, they, they're not going to have they're not going to have the offensive help here uh, from the from the Dansby Swansons of the world, from the Ian Habs of the world. I don't think this is a scrappy Cubs team. It's going to put it together and figure it out. Uh, Bellinger was successful because they could hide him on that Dodgers team because they didn't need him to carry them. They didn't need him to to be the class of the lineup here. I don't know what their lineup's going to be. Uh, top to bottom. I mean, I know who's in the lineup, but I mean, he's going to be the middle of the lineup, I, I assume. And that's a that's a big hole when he's not hitting. So, uh, I mean, they got Mancini is a nice player. They got Hosmer, who's a nice player. Um, these are pieces, though. Swanson's a nice player. Ian Happ's a nice player, but these are all just pieces. He's not. These are not building a, a team that's going to be any kind of competitive. It's going to be sad stuff in Wrigley this year. The fans will be there. They'll be drunk. Uh, they will love this team for being the lovable losers that they're used to in uh, in Wrigleyville. That's it. Under, what did I say? Under. 76 and a half. Thank you. There it is. So, my overs are Toronto over 90 and a half. Colorado, 65 and a half. Angels, 81 and a half. Regretting those immediately under Philly, 89 and a half under Colorado, 65 and a half under Cubs, 76 and a half. All right. So my overs, I got Milwaukee over 86 and a half, White Sox over 83 and a half, Braves over 96 and a half, unders, uh, Reds under 65 and a half. Uh, who are my other two unders? Oh, Tampa under 89 and a half and the Texas Rangers. Under 81 and a half. All right. My, uh, the team I really want, it's impossible to pick them because of the, we touched on the division. It's impossible to pick St. Louis as an under. I, I have, I might be a year early on that happening. I still have obviously Arnado, Goldschmidt, a good, a good team, good different structure. I'm just that the Wiggles are going to fall off them at some point. And I, it's going to happen quick. It's going to be sudden. I, it's not this year. The, the division just, I mean, the Cubs, the Pirates, and the Reds, you can't possibly pick St. Louis under here. Um, yeah. I, was te- I was tempted. As, as it would be a dumb play. I mean, if, of all my dumb plays, that would have been the dumbest. But uh, there you go. That was my honorable mention that I'm not going to take. Yeah, my ambitious over was going to be the Royals, but I didn't pull the trigger on it. <laughs> I don't right. know why. Bobby Witt, that's all I know about the Royals. Bobby Wood Jr. And I was like, let's have fun with the team. And then I just never – didn't end up settling on him. I was able to find three better overs. Yeah. Yeah, I got to – these are going to be a problem. <laughs> All right. Well, what do you got? World What's the news? World Series yeah. prediction? Oh yeah, might as well, I guess. Who is oh Jesus? World Series prediction. 
Houston get back. Atlanta, you love Atlanta. San Diego find a way. Um, <coughs> I'm gonna. This is gonna be a wild prediction, but I feel like you have to go kind of on a limb here. I'm saying San Diego versus Cleveland. San Diego over uh, Cleveland. San Diego over Cleveland in the World Series. Okay. Let's see. <clears throat> the Brewers never make it to the World Series. I want to give out the Brewers, but uh, let's see. Fuck it, Yankees Braves. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> All right, R- rematch. All right, there you have it. Yanks, big news this week. Volpe will be with the team. Do you see that video? The boom, yeah. like rope a dope video. He was like, oh, it's always tough to have. Yeah, you worked hard, you, you killed it. You hit 250 points higher than the next guy in line. I don't know. I don't know what he was. He's, he's not, didn't really sell it very well at all. Practical um, jokers. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not very. Good. Tell him he's not going to make the team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he needs to practice on that delivery. But um, yeah, nice. I mean, there, just get him up there, let him play. He loves ups and his downs. Just roll with them. It's not be uh, not expect the kid to come out and be Jeter or uh, A Rod or Rizzuto or anybody. Just let him be Volpe. We got to lead off. Uh, I don't know. Is that too much to ask for a twenty-one-year-old first year? I opening don't know. Open, opening day. Mm, I don't know. He's been leading off a lot in spring. I don't know if they're gonna bring him up to New York and lead him off. Wouldn't that just be to see him, like get him at bats? That's my guess. Why he was leading off? So probably bat like ninth on opening day. I would. I would assume he lengthens the lineup if he does eventually become the leadoff hitter, though. Yeah. Yeah, but he's got to got to work to that. Twenty one years old though, it's just it's a lot to ask. Just let him get used to the big leagues, the the grind every you know every day, the travel, all that kind of shit. Let him get used to it without having to be the table setter for Judge and Stanton and Donaldson. <clears throat> yeah. So he's at short. Peraz, so Peraz is starting in AAA. Mm-hmm. So I mean. I guess the only question would be because Glaber's at second, Donaldson's at third. Yeah, where's Rizzo? LeMay? That well, I think Lemay is going to DH it. Well, mm, I guess Stanton. Yeah, play Stanton. Stanton in right, Judge in center, and Oswaldo in left, and DH DJ. Yeah, that's. I mean, someone's going to get injured the first weekend, so it's not going to be a problem. Everyone's going to play. I think LeMay used your DH, leading off DH. I'm for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm also for LeMay at third because. Well, that's what I would do. Yeah, I don't don't believe in Donaldson as a gold glove third baseman like the brass does. I'm also not opposed to trading Glaber and putting DJ at second. I'm definitely not opposed to that. 
I've, I'm ready for I'm ready for the Glaber and Donaldson. Glaber Donaldson, and then I put DJ at second, ICAF at third. That's what I do. Yeah, well, I I don't need anything to do with ICAF. Gold glove over there. Yeah, I've seen enough ICAF. You just you can't you don't you don't even respect his bat. I mean, puts the bat in the ball. Yeah, no, he does. I just don't like him. I don't think he has the makeup for my team. Not what? What about as like a bench guy? I mean, that's what he's going to be at the start of the season. Yeah, again, that's with makeup. It's not every, not everybody has that in them to be a bench guy. I don't know if he has. I don't know if he has it. Uh, to, it's. It, you have to have a little bit of faith in yourself and belief in yourself to do that. And when he, when the chips were down with him, like when you're a bench guy, the chips are always down because you're O for O, and you might have not got a hit in like three weeks. And you have to go in there and have a have a day, having a bat, have a game, whatever. I'm not sure he has the makeup to do that. He's gonna go out. He's gonna press, grind, you know, hold the bat too tight, whatever they do. And he's just not gonna be able to. I think he'll be fine if you don't put him anywhere near shortstop. Yeah, I don't trust him. I have zero trust for him. Yeah, people hate IKF. I, I'm like in the camp where I'm in the middle because I don't want him anywhere near shortstop. But I don't know. People hate him. Yankee fans hate him. I'm not like there with that. I'm not, I don't have that type of hatred towards him. I, I think he could be a serviceable guy. I just don't trust him. I don't know if it's hate, but you don't. Wanna, s- you want to come back because we got out of time. We could come back and keep this going. For all, right, all right. All right. All right, just to wrap up on uh, some Yankee business before opening day. Um, just on IKF, man. Like I, I picture like a a bench guy and like a Louis Soho type guy. There is some trust, there's some like boss. These guys, um, I just, I just don't get it. Even like a Homer Bush, like there's more trust with a Homer Bush than there's like IKF. Uh. I hate to use the dynasty, but I always you always do that. Just yeah, you have these uh, prototypes in mind, and he is not that guy. I have just no trust for him. I don't hate him. I just don't want to see him next to in a big spot. I know he had a couple of hits for us last year. Big hits, we needed him. Big at bats, and there were time there were times last year when you look at the lineup and you were like, "All right, we need IKF." That's more a, a product of who was coming up in the lineup, and not a product of his. His uh, prowess, like if, if it was like Donaldson, Hicks, Higashioka coming up, you're like yeah, I can't wait to get the IKF in the lineup. You know, you don't think he could be first guy off the bench, pinch runner? Um, pinch runner. I mean, you really, you're really taken, taken away a little bit. It's not just not the bench guy. Oh shit, fuck! I had a sorry. Right, but the problem is, is Brian Cashman overrated him so much that he he just like he killed your expectations of the guy. He told you he was a starting shortstop, Gold Glove shortstop that could you could win a championship with, and he was nothing close to that. My expectations are much lower for him. I think he could be a serviceable bench guy. People are still looking him at him as a disaster at shortstop. That's over with. Look, they they have him everywhere in spring training. They had him catching. They had him in center. Like they have him everywhere. They're trying to find a spot where he can where he can fit, and that's because you can't trust him. 
anywhere. <clears throat> if they trusted him, they'd be like, all right, this is your this is your position. You're backing up your backup infielder. We throw you in at third when we need you. Uh, second. Well, no, they whatever. can't put him at third because Josh Donaldson, uh, they, they, God forbid, they do well, anything with him. Well, if you need to pinch run for Donaldson or something, and then, you know, you put IKF in there, they don't do that because they, they, they don't have, they just don't have a, a place for him. I think they got to try him out in all these weird p- positions just to get him a chance uh, because they don't, he doesn't have a set place where they, where they can use him or trust him. They're trying to find a place where they can trust him. I don't, I don't like it, man. I, I don't I think he's a second rate ball player. I don't mean I don't mean that just as like a starting shortstop on on our team. I mean that just as a complete ball player. I feel like he would freak out in a big moment. I don't I just don't think he's got it in him. I should, we should know uh, from like last year's opening day. He was all jumpy last opening day. Well, he's not a shortstop though. That was the, the dumbest thing Cashman could have he would have been better off DFA and Gary Sanchez last year and not even making that trade. And they would have been in better shape because they would have still had her shell at third base. It was the dumbest trade ever. And now we're stuck with Donaldson at third base, which is a fucking disaster. And IKF, who is he a center fielder? No. But they keep trying to like find all these spots for him when the guy won a gold glove at third base. But we can't see him at third base because Josh Donaldson's at third base. So it's, it, I mean, it's a disaster that, you know, the organization put themselves in. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's just going to be a bench guy. He's going to be the first guy off the bench, bench running. Um, I don't know where they're going to put him in the field if they have to late in games, but you know he did yeah, steal good. over 20 bags last year. Doesn't yeah, really that's... strike out very much, puts the bat in the ball. He can lay down a bunt, hit and run. I mean, if you don't want to see him in a big spot, though, you want to – I mean, there's, it, it's just a product of who's in the lineup, right? Like, there's not – but big at bats find you no matter what though. It's not like yeah, yeah, of course. Big at bats find you. It's not like you know I want him up there with the bases loaded when we need a grand slam. But if we need a single, I'll take him over Hicks. I'll take him over Donaldson. Exactly, exactly. Those are the, those. If you had better guys in those positions, you wouldn't want IKF up there. Right, but we don't, which is why I'd like to see them <laughs> find a spot for him. But I don't mind him on the bench, though. I'm not saying he needs to be in the starting lineup. Yeah, I hear you. No, no, I, I understand where you're coming from. I think I he's just... got. A, I think he's got a few more stones than you think. Okay, all right. I hope you're right. They they mishandled him so bad. Giving him the shortstop job was gross negligence. They just they don't they didn't put him in the best position to succeed. It was that's it was terrible. That is, and they just ruined him. And his he went to them and was like, "I need help playing shortstop. I need to work on it." And they told him no. They're like, "No, you're just being a perfectionist." So like, even he knew like there was an issue. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe he is shot mentally going forward. I I think him knowing that like he doesn't have to play shortstop is worth like so much to his mental health. Yeah. Just knowing he doesn't have to go out there mm. is like gonna be okay maybe he'll be able to breathe a little bit you know maybe he'll be able to know like all right i'm on the bench i'm just i gotta be ready to pinch run because it's very unlikely he's gonna really pinch hit i mean trying to think who he would really pinch hit for like maybe if volpe's in like a really terrible slump or if catcher spot he's more than likely just gonna be a pinch runner for the catcher late in the game stanton we have a lot of pinch running candidates. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't mind him in that spot. I mean, who is our first guy off the bench that would, like, pinch run? I don't even know what our bench looks like right now, really. Hicks isn't pinch running. Hicks can barely fucking walk. He's an idiot on the base pants. Right. Uh, <laughs> backup catcher. So we have backup catcher on the bench. Hicks, IKF. I'm missing like one or two obvious ones. I'm just not in baseball mode. He might be our best bench player, IKF. Is there an outfielder I'm missing? Uh, I mean, eventually Bader, but who is it? Cabrera, oh. Cabrera Hicks, Judge, and Florial. He's not on the team, is he? I think he might be starting with the team because of the Bader injury. Okay, well, I, I can't. I stand by I can't being our best bench player if Florial's on the bench. Uh, yeah, no Bader kind of hurts. Once Bader, I, I don't know. Once Bader yeah. comes back, someone else will be hurt, so it won't matter. Yeah. Yeah, so we got Cole opening day. No Severino, no Rodone. Clark Schmidt will be starting second game of the season. I think that's what's happening. Four, four o'clock Saturday, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, what, it's not how you start, you know, not how you start the the seasons. How you, that's how you come together during it and how you finish it. So just don't get out to like a terrible start and put yourself behind the eight ball. Yeah, and they'll end up, you know, they're going to have to make a move at some point. The team's going to look different come August, oh, yeah. September. Oh, yeah. You just hope you don't bury yourself too early. I've seen that happen with teams. I don't think. Well, I mean, this team does go in slumps, man. They go, they they get cold for long stretches of time. That's like the one thing I wish. I wish I could correct with this team, where they just go in these prolonged. They don't hit like weeks at a time, and it becomes a slog. They don't have any way to break out of it. That's like the one thing I want to see change from this team. Yeah, I mean, I don't see it changing. It's, it's the same core. It's you know, same basic group of guys. Stanton's very streaky. Uh, even Judge at times can be streaky, although he was you know, obviously all-world last year. Um, Glaber is like, you know, one month he's good. The next month he's reading social media and he goes into a shell. So, yeah, I I don't know. And, you know, who knows when we see Rodon, uh, Severino. Yeah. Well, that's what they say. I mean, Severino, I'm not counting on anything. I I haven't counted on Severino in four years now. He's not even on the team as far as I'm concerned. I know that's cold, but it's just how it is. I don't even treat him like he's a member of the team. He never pitches. And when he does, he's a fucking stiff in a big spot. So, Uh, yeah, probably going to need a pitcher. You definitely need a pitcher. <laughs> always. You always need a pitcher. Yeah. Always need a pitcher. Yeah. Bullpen. Every, I mean, there's no point in breaking down the bullpen. Bullpens are year to year. Yeah. One year your bullpen's good. The next year it stinks. That's usually how it works. I, I mean, you can't hate healthy in a playoff series 
Well, you can. I'm going to when I'm, as I'm saying it. Like Cole, Rodon, Cortez on paper seems like a good one through three. But uh, well, I gotta see Rodon pitch first. Yeah, yeah, on paper. And but the thing is, Cole, like, just huh. we is like the least trustworthy ace in the history of the game. Yeah, I mean, he was good. He was good last year, though, in the playoffs. Yeah. Until that game that game three against Houston. It wasn't great. There's, I don't know, I forget. There's some fishy shit that went on in that game. But, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, every, everything's up in the air. I mean, it's just the, the, the whole team is being held together with, like, scotch tape. Like the whole team is like a, a giant Jenga tower You're trying to move like one piece and the whole thing might crumble. So yeah, I mean, it's Vol- not ideal, the, but it's a long season. So the the Volpe news is just like putting the fans' minds. It almost feels like just something to appease the fans. Yeah, it's a PR move. I mean, Volpe forced their hand, but like it's a way to distract them from Donaldson being at third base and you know Boone being the manager and Hicks Hicks still being on the team and you know people hate IKF IKF still being on the team Mm -hmm. you know Ben Rorvat hasn't been a health uh hasn't been healthy in a year (laughs) (laughs) he he was part of that trade uh who else worked out worked out right because we got Trevino because of that true I guess so I guess that did work out in that in that case well, yeah, I don't know. It's they, it's a high ceiling, but it's a low floor for the team. Yeah. Yeah. Are you ready? Are you pumped? Are you pumped up for opening day? Still, still waiting. Uh, you still because the UConn, the UConn run holds you back a little bit. Yeah, but I'll be ready Thursday though. Yeah. It's always you know yeah it's always a weird. Uh, the way it used to be was they used to do the final four Saturday and then Sunday would be opening night ESPN baseball. And then Monday championship Monday would be the openers. Yeah. So you'd have baseball all day and it would take you to tip off of the championship game. Mm-hmm. Now it starts like, I, mean, I guess it's nice because it breaks up the week. Cause this is a long week for a sports fan leading up to the final four. Sure. This, this is a tough one. Uh, yeah. A lot of anticipation, but yeah, Thursday I'll be I'll be ready Thursday. It's just you know, it's a, the opening day is cool, but uh, when you have expectations, it's like it's it's one of one sixty two. That's it's what it comes down to. The pageantry mm-hmm. I like in opening day, but yeah, yeah, we talked talk about gotta, that. Yeah, you got to win the World Series, you know. Mm-hmm. And it starts with winning opening day or losing, and then you got to win Saturday. It's, yeah. That's really it, you know? Yeah, it's just about – it's like – it's so funny how quickly in baseball we start dissecting everything. And opening day is like – but it's happened before where shit has happened opening day and it is wrong truth for like entire seasons. Like I'm, I can't think of like a specific, but I remember like a couple years ago, I forget what happened opening day, but it was like, I don't know, shit. I'm not going to make something up. But I, I remember it was like IKF last year. They yips a shortstop, and then it carried on all season. I mean, it's just one year ago. There's something yeah. else I was thinking of from a couple of years ago. I can't remember exactly what happened. But, 
you know, you, you start dissecting these things like inning by inning, like we do, and it's immediate. And then it's ridiculous for the first like three, four days, but then all of a sudden, like you're in it. And then yeah. you start seeing like patterns forming. You start getting the, 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 the view of the season, even still opening day, April, uh, you know, May, June, all that can change come 4th of July, all-star break, trade deadline, all that can, you know, all that can go out the window. Everything that you know from April and May is gone and totally different in August. Um, but it's kind of part of the fun of it too, is, is being so in tune with all of it as, as it's happening. It's a constant baseball. It's a constant. It's every day. It's a grind. It's a great grind. It's just, it's, it's, it's there every day. It's, it's very uh, unique as to any other sport, you know, football being once a week and basketball and hockey, you know, having all the off days you do. Baseball is just every day. It's the best big win. You got to come back and do it the next day. Big loss. You get to shake it off and go right back out there. It's great. And then and Thursday is the start of that. March. What is it? The 30th Thursday. Yeah. It's March 30th. 30th. So you go March 30th, and it's going to be basically, obviously, there's off days, but now you're in it until you hope late October. It's six, mm-hmm. seven months. It's great. It's the best. Let's do it. All right. With that, we will talk to you on Thursday night, uh, on opening day night. See where we are. We'll have picks for the final four and get ready for – Baseball season, it'll be oh, we'll talk about succession. We didn't talk about it tonight. We'll get into succession. We'll do succession on Thursday, I guess. Yeah. Um, but until then, thanks for spending the time with us here at Sunday Poor. We'll see you next time. And yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you Thursday. Till then, peace.